It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce and with me today, Charlie, I got Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I'm Charlie. Yeah, 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 you're Charlie. No special introduction today. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, we're in the grind. It's week 14. Yep. You know, we call a spade a spade. We know the shit teams. We know the good teams. And we know the good matchups when we see them. That's right. Yeah. I know Charlie when he walks in my door. You know me. That would be weird if you didn't. Well. At this point, especially. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. But, you know, sometimes. Well, never mind. I was going to say, sometimes an introduction is nice. But then I'm like, well, you, you give me an introduction literally every, every podcast. Every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, you got to change it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I do like it. No, I, 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 I'm normally, I'm on, normally on my game. But I'm I'm just again. Oh, I did walk in a little late tonight. A little late. Yeah, a little late. So a little late. I, and that's I okay. Not yeah. a big deal. That's why I sent you the text. I'm like, all right, is he is he coming over? Is he not? Like I I know yep. you got you got you got more stuff going on than I do, so I get that. I respect that. Um, um just wanted to Well, I appreciate the, the uh you know the flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um <clears throat> Well, we got a lot we had a lot to talk about. Um so let's just get into it, Bryce. You, uh, Bryce? Charlie. You ready to talk some football? I'm ready. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my gosh, dude. I've got to be more Fat prepared. in it again? Yeah, I've got oh, to be God. more prepared. i got to get a little little loosened up or something beforehand. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm going to start off this way, Bryce. Yeah. We, got, we do a good week, bad week every week. Yeah. This week, it is a bad week to be John, John Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those of you that didn't hear... The Titans fired their GM of six years, John Robinson, this week. Yeah. After uh, a, after the revenge game. After the revenge game of A.J. Brown coming back to Philly, who John Robinson traded to Philly. Um, and and I, exchanged him for Traylon Burks in the first round. Yeah. Which looked like on paper, uh, you know. 1A, 1B type thing. I mean, they're literally yeah, like the exact yeah. same build. Yeah. They're not the same player. Um, And I think the owner was a little pissed. And made made an emotional decision this week. Well, and, and this is what we talked about, too, when it first happened, was like, A.J. Brown wasn't asking for egregious amount of money. Five, like, 20, 20 mil per year for a top five, you could argue top three, yeah, if not top one because of this the year, number yeah. that he's puts up this year, uh, he's literally like right behind JJ as far as the amount of yardage, touchdowns, all that good stuff this year. So like, and actually with all the like all the all that draft class of receivers that all got paid this year, he did end up getting the most. Yeah, he did barely. They were all within like a million or two of each other. Right, and that's the thing. Like he is when like he wasn't popping off the page. Like he's not right. asking for ten mil more per year 
than anyone else in his draft class was, which is a, a stout draft class. Which and then off season preview, like we got to go back. Like I sent you that 2016 running back class. We got to go back and look by position, like best draft classes. Oh yeah, this off season we got to do that because it it's going to be a lot of fun. There's, I mean, holy that 2016 with McCaffrey. Oh my god, it was baller, Charlie. Mm. Um, but the thing is, you know, as far as what he asked for. It's not like the Eagles gave him more than that. Right. Maybe right. a tiny bit more. But then when all those other receivers signed and they were all in that same range, A.J. Brown tweeted something along the lines of, well, it seems like that was the going right. Yeah, and that and that's kind of the problem too, right, is that, you know, I saw a tweet saying the other day is like, of John Robinson's six years there, there's only one player currently on the roster who was drafted in the first round by John Robinson. His name is Jeffrey Derek. Simmons. Oh, Jer- right. Derek Henry. Sorry, Derek Henry and Jeffrey Simmons. Okay. No one. Derek Henry is the only one to have made it with a second contract with the same team. Wow. Yeah. So of all those first round draft picks, they're all in a different place besides Derek Henry. And what was which I'd like to go back and look. I think he was drafted by John Robinson, but now I'm questioning it. It, it could it's borderline. Yeah, it could have been now his I'm first draft. It. Yeah. Um, but with the Jeffrey Simmons thing, that was a little controversial coming out because he was injured. He had a lot of shit. Well, he was, he was injured, was but he did out. He had some off season issues yeah, as well. Yeah, he had off season issues. He was, which or, is why he fell the to them. Issues. He was like in the late teens, I think, when he fell to him. Yeah. And technically, he still has yet to sign a second contract with the Titans, even though it looks like they're going to, right. He still hasn't done it. Cause it would be next year, essentially that it would happen. Yeah. So, uh, but Jeffrey Simmons is an incredible player and there was a great yeah. draft. Pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is a little telling. Well, it's, all, it's just like upsetting, like for Titans fans to see not only like, obviously you knew AJ Brown was a top dog, right. But how badly he whooped your defense's ass. Oh Yeah. And A.J. Brown just makes these – he seems like it's on a week-to-week basis that he makes these incredible grabs with a DB draped all over him, and he just gets the slightest separation, and he just – he snags, he pulls it in, finds a way. It's like he's not even really pushing off. Like, he's getting separation, right? Right. But I think it's not like – there's no P.I. There's not getting away with anything. He's just finding a way – to get his hands free and catch the ball in these like moon ball, like moon shots to the front corner of the end zone with Jalen Hurts. And it's just like, how is how does this keep happening? Right. He's he's massive. And man, he had some great revenge. Got got the man fired. Do you think, and I know we'll talk about this in when we talk about the game, Traylon Burks goes out, Titans, uh I think it was their second drive. Traylon Burks gets a touchdown, ends up going, gets Fucking popped, Charlie. Popped. Gets in concussion, out for the rest of the game, but does catch the touchdown. If Traylon Burks stays in that game, even if he rounded out a, a solid day after catching the tutty, do you think John Robinson still gets fired? If it, yeah, because I think it yeah. made it worse optically, like visually, not having him not having Traylon Burks. Because I really do think that he was my love for this game. Like I, yeah, I, I thought Traylon Burks could have. He may not have been my love, but I really did think he could have had a solid day here uh, for the Titans 
in that prove it game, right? AJ Brown versus Traylon Burks. Like, all right, who's, you know, are they, is it a one for one? Like it was assumed that John Robinson basically made it be. Right. Well, unfortunately, coming into training camp, Traylon Burks had, it sounds like conditioning issues. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. stay on the field. Like he, so that was a little weird. Um, but yeah, it, was it was it ankle issues? Because uh, Christian Watson had the knee. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't an injury. It was like I'm not getting him. A, and, I'm getting him. Not being confused. able to breathe. It, he yeah. like literally got so winded he could not go on. Mm. It was strictly conditioning issues. And he's one like we're starting to see like these rookie wide receivers kind of take off. Like you know Drake. Drake London, I don't feel like has gotten a fair shake, but like we can clearly see the talent from a limited yep. volume. Yeah, Christian Watson has absolutely broken out at this point, right? Uh, and like, there's a couple other guys on this list, right? You could say Jahan Dotson looked good until he suffered the hamstring injury, but he's back at he made he, an he, incredible he, touchdown, which we'll get into in the yep, in that game exactly. <clears throat> but but I, like Traylon like, Burks well, is the only one who has kind of had failure to launch issues here. Yeah, he's had. Flashes. He's had good games, um, but yeah, has had a little trouble staying on the field because of injury. Yeah. Um, I don't. Not sure that the conditioning is an issue anymore, but um, yeah, he is having failure to launch. Where Drake London, I feel like, has been a contributor for most of the season. Uh, yeah. And, uh, He's played all the than, games. That's more for sure. Than Christian Watson, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I guess. Uh. Uh, well, anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So, bad week to be John Robinson. Um, also, we'll just one, one, more, one last thought on that. To have a team making a playoff push without a GM is really bizarre. Yeah. And I've got one story of a GM that this almost happened to, but the GM kind of talked the owner out of it. Bill Polian, who was – he's a Hall of Fame general manager. He was with the Colts and won the Super Bowls with them. He was the general manager of the Buffalo Bills when they went to three back-to-back Super Bowls. <clears throat> Midway through the season, their third Super Bowl season, uh, the owner came and said, hey, Bill, obviously there's a disagreement between you and such and such, and I've made the decision to let you go. He goes, all right, totally understand that. However, there's, like, there's nothing we can do to change that. However, let's just consider... We've put together a good team. You and I have nothing raw, like no problems with each other, yada, yada, yada. Let's let this season play out so there's no sort of distraction in a playoff push. And they ended up making it back to the Super Bowl. They lost, but, and then, you know, they parted ways. The reason why that is different, though, is because it sounds like this owner was just fed up with John Robinson, despite. The winning culture, I feel like he has helped build with Mike Vrabel. But there's just like, it seems like he's not willing to pay his players except for Derrick Henry. And See, and you, like, I know there was early word that it's the owner. I think it's Vrabel. I think it's Vrabel. I think it's Vrabel saying, look, dude, you let our, you're letting our best players go. Like, I think Vrabel... And this is what makes me nervous, right? The Panthers just got done doing this same fucking thing. We gave Matt Rule all of the power in the world, even though he went on all this media tour and said he wasn't the GM, blah, 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 blah. 
He had complete control. When Matt Rule first took over, he had complete control. He had all the say in the draft picks. If you watch any of the Panthers draft analysis, it's Matt Rule talking to Scott Fitterer about who he want, who Matt Rule wants to draft. It's not Scott Fitterer until this last year. And so what makes me nervous is this Bill Belichickian, you know, head coach, GM, know-it-all kind of deal where it's like, I do trust Vrabel, but like checks and balances, Charlie, right? Like you should have, I think it's healthy for someone to be asking questions off of whatever you're doing. I think just because it provides an alternate perspective, no matter what, I just think I'm a big believer in checks and balances in that sort, especially when you're talking about multi-million dollar teams, organizations, right? Whatever you want to call it. So like, I don't buy it, but like, if there would be anyone to do it, I think Vrabel would be at one of the top of the list, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. I hear that take. I truthfully do believe it's the owner. Um, And based on what I've heard, it sounds like she has had sort of this kind of mild bubbling disagreement with John Robinson since the A.J. Brown thing. Well, Um, we know they got money because they just approved a brand new stadium in Tennessee. So, like, it's not because the team isn't loved, cherished, or valued in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, it's a good market. It is a good market. Um, So, yeah, It, it could be a little bit of Mike Vrabel. But maybe it's more Mike Vrabel and the owner being in cahoots and like sort of agreeing like, why did we end up doing this? This was a terrible mistake and look at what just happened to us. Yeah, that's kind of what I see is that I think Vrabel, just because of how impactful he is and his opinion is, I think is kind of like, I do agree. I think it's the owner and Vrabel kind of being in cahoots with each other. Now. Not to say that they're wrong, but uh, and I have more things about say about the Tennessee Titans, but we can talk about that when we get into the game. Sure, sounds good. All right, good week. Uh, good week to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, nice. Joe Burrow is the only active quarterback who has played Patrick Mahomes multiple times and and is undefeated against him. He's three and zero against him. Um, and the Bengals are. Getting hot. They are hot. They're doing exactly what they did last year. Exactly what they did last and they year. And I think they look better than they did last year. Yeah. A more complete team for sure. Yep. What's crazy is uh, the three games against the Chiefs in the past two years, they've won by three points, every single one of them. Mm. Um, all by the same score. It's all been 27-24. For real? You see that? Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Dang. All 27-24. Bizarre. It's very bizarre. That's why I was texting. I was texting a uh, buddy, and it was like I'm literally having deja vu. Mm-hmm. Like this is the same game over and over and over again. Uh, that is wild. But yeah, the Bengals look really good. Um, everyone in the AFC, not they've just been put on notice that yeah. the Bengals are back. They're hot, and they're they have something to say about the AFC um, representative in the Super Bowl. Charlie, for me, it's a good week to be. Devontae Adams in the Las Vegas Raiders. Good one. Good one. Charlie. Devontae four the Adams. Last five. Yeah. Or four in a row. Four in a row. Four in a row. All right. Four of the last five. I think you're right on that. And they are 10, 
10th right now in the seeding. So they're making a push, but it's also good to beat Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is now the leading wide receiver for touchdowns this year, Charlie. Mm. So there was a lot of skepticism about Devontae Adams and how the Raiders started. Say, oh man, Devontae's just not going to have a good year. Swoe is him, blah, blah, blah. And now he now leads all wide receivers with touchdowns this year. Uh, And he's catching up yardage-wise because he is, at times, wide open. Just absolutely wide open. It is wild. It is. It's incredible the amount of separation he's getting. He's literally leaving guys behind him. Yeah. Um, So the Derek Carr... Devontae Adams' connection is very real. It's still alive. They're undefeated since Derek Carr cried at at his press conference. So that's kind of what I want to get to, right? It's like ever since they had that all thing of like, we need guys to buy in, they fucking bought in. Yep. They've bought in and they've been a completely different team with all of this being said, Charlie, and their defense, besides Chandler Jones now having two and a half sacks in the last three games, which he had zero sacks leading up to the last three games. So he has two and a half sacks over the last three games. Max Crosby has been playing through and through the entire time. Chandler Jones is emerging. But the rest of that defense is awful. They're awful. Oh, yeah. And they're still finding ways to win games. Well, here's the thing. So many of their losses, they were one play away. Mm -hmm. And now One score. Six of their seven losses are by one score or less. Right. And so now... I think three of those four wins, it was one play. Like, they turned that play in their favor. Right. And that's all it takes. And again, no Renfro, no Waller. Josh Jacobs has been healthy for a majority of the season. Well, no one's like 100% healthy kind of a thing, and he's just playing He's still playing lights out. And just balling out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, good week to be Devontae Adams and the Raiders, Charlie. Yep, absolutely. You're like you're legitimately in the hunt. Yeah. So is your is your bad week also John Robinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did want to say this. So Troy, uh, Troy Aikman, and Joe Buck, they have been criticizing the in the hunt. Right. When we talk about playoff team or teams outside of the playoff who are looking to get in, it's always been for years and years and years. Those teams are what they call quote unquote in the hunt. So Joe Buck is now making it a thing to call the teams that are what were once called in the hunt. Joe Buck now calls it sniffing around. So that all the teams are sniffing around. So with that being said, Charlie, on the spot, would you have a term for any of these teams sitting just outside of the bubble of the playoffs? Mm. On the spot, that's a little tough. Um, maybe we, how about this? How about we post it to the listeners and get listeners output on that? I like it. Uh, how about like, uh, this is going to sound weird, Yeah, but it, I'll explain it. Like tickling the asshole. Okay. Like, All right. It, it, like with a feather, like, Hey, we're right behind it, you. Uh, okay. I don't do that to people. I don't know why it's gotta be tick tickling your, your butthole, but because they're right on your ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I get the yeah, can't be like an no. ear, like a cheek. No, they're not gonna go in for a kiss. They're trying to kick your ass. They're ch- they're right on your ass. Uh, okay, all right. No, you don't uh, like that one. No, I mean, listen, it just uh, you know putting that out to the media. I don't know how that would go. 
you know. Well, that's why I'm not commentating games yet. Yet. I haven't cleaned right. up the act. Right, 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 um, right, right. Yeah, I want to hear. No, I want to hear what NFL listeners have first. to say. I want to hear okay. what the listeners have to say. So, what is your terminology? If you had to create a new, if we got rid of in the hunt teams and we create a new terminology for the teams outside of the playoffs and looking in, like on the bubble or on the in bubble. the hunt. Yeah, 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 and not uh, you can't use on the bubble. You can't right. use on you can't the bubble. Can't use those two. Yeah, and you can't use sniffing around. Sniffing around because that's Joe Bucks. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have to put that out there. I'm curious to hear. Okay. There, there should be good, some good ones. Yeah, and you know what? I'll have a better one probably in like ten minutes. That we're gonna be in the middle of something. I'm just gonna be like, boom! Shout it out! Yeah, yeah. let's do it. All yeah. Right. yeah, good, absolutely good. All right, Chuck. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the games here. We had Thursday night football last week. I don't know. I kind of like tickling the asshole, but whatever. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I keep getting the visual, and that's I think what's throwing me off. Like just a feather. To like a hairy butthole. Yeah. Just that, that, that is what's throwing me off. All right, so moving on here. Uh, Thursday Night Football, Bills at the Pats. Um, Bills handle business, Charlie. Um, the Patriots offense look as lame duck as ever. Uh, you know, I feel like we could talk about a million different things. James Cook played really well in this game. Which yes, he's finally coming along. Once again, they just seem like they want to get rid of Devin Singletary for whatever reason. Because um, he's been entirely mediocre his entire career there. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I, would, I would think. But. Yeah, but Charlie, what what is your take? And I know we've been asking this a couple times here, but like, if you're the Pats, you're still in it, right? But like, what... Yeah, what are we? Ex- yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to they're say. Tickling, they're tickling the asshole still. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely. Yeah, they're definitely getting. Yeah, they're definitely tickling. <laughs> All right, <laughs> definitely tickling. All right, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about the Patriots, Charlie. Uh, this is the time of the year that the good teams are going to separate themselves, or they're going to catch up. I think you'll see. This is they do not look competitive against playoff teams. I don't think um, they are against the Jets. <clears throat> yeah, they've got the, the seventh, Jets number. This current seventh seed, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, they they're not. I'm not impressed. Um, you know, this is another good week for Buffalo because they jumped to the one seed to the one seed from mm-hmm. they were the six. Yeah, so that's a big big time jump. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Take care of your business. Take care of your division. And then everyone else in the division fell, and boom. They're right on top. And, everyone, you know, and Kansas City fell. And so it's – I um, mean, if you're the Pats, like, they're, you got to win. I don't know about winning out. Like, I don't know what – so. They might need some help. Yeah. They might need they, some help yeah. from other teams You're kind of pointing towards that direction for sure. Point towards that direction but for sure. even, like – if they were to get second in their division somehow, they would need help from other divisions because there are other con- other divisions that have multiple teams that are uh, sniffing or tickling, you know? Yeah. So And so, like, the Dolphins play the Chargers this week. The Patriots play the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, the Bills play the Jets, which could have a big implication for the Patriots. Like, they got to take advantage of some of these games because currently they're the eight, 
and the Jets are the seven, and again, they're they're tickling. That's all they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're tickling. Just, they're tickling. We're sniffing and, around. And they're kind of falling. Their tickle is not being very effective. It's starting to kind of get away from them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, bud, let's move on here. We have the Steelers at the Falcons. They need a longer feather, if you know what I'm saying. I, I did. I did get that. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. like a quill pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, need, like it. They need to extend one. it. If they Maybe like a tickling. peacock feather? Right. Like yeah. real long. Oh, yeah, that's real long. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Stellar's at the Falcons. Uh, Charlie, this was just a game of field goals. It, yep. It was more about which team could kick more field goals. Yeah. Uh, and Young Way Koo did great things for me on fantasy. He, he did. Um, the Steelers found a way to win, mm-hmm. which, again, Charlie, just looks like they're, they're going to crawl – their way back to 500. <laughs> they really, I mean, they really might pull it off. I mean, it is ugly. It's hideous, but hot damn. If they keep winning games like this, they could do it. If you can, Hey, winning ugly is better than losing poorly. Like the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially this time of year. I mean, I, I don't think that the Steelers will find themselves tickling. But they're certainly not out of it. So I did hear something, though, is that the Falcons sound like they're more open to the idea that if they were eliminated from playoff contention. Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter time. But they will continue with Mariota until that happens. Okay. Again, Falcons are on the outside, outside. They're further than than sniffling or tickling any butthole here. Yeah, they're not sniffling or tickling. That's right. It's more like the Grinch with a 10-foot pole. Like, they're on the outside looking in big time here. But uh, I do think that time is fastly approaching for the Falcons, and I'm kind of I'm in for it. I'm kind of curious to see it. I'm curious to see it. Who, Desmond Ritter or... Desmond Ritter, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he looked good too. in the preseason. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him. Uh, and like, obviously, like, the Dirty Birds suck. Like, I hate the Falcons, but I'm kind of curious to see, like, what Desmond Ritter is. Um, other than that, Charlie, I, like, I don't know what to say. Like, George Pickens is just going to throw a temper tantrum every week until he gets, like, 10 receptions. Um, You know, tell me this is not A.B. all over again. I hope not. It Good just God, feels like not. that, right? Like, and, and AB was a grown ass man when he did shit like this. George Pickens is fresh out of college, but like at the end of the day, like how many times can you bitch and complain that you're not getting the passes to you? Like, it's either something's not going right here, and we all get that. But like, come on, let's you, you got to be a professional here. Yeah, you got to be a professional, and you're here. a rookie. Like, yeah, like chill, the chillax. Fuck out. Yeah, chill the fuck out. Okay. All right, anything else about this game of field goals? No. All right, moving on. Uh, We had the Packers uh, and the team that Aaron Rodgers owns, uh, and that is the Chicago Bears. And speaking of which, both teams coming into this. Oh, the winning record thing? Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Since the NFL has started, basically, the Chicago Bears have had the most wins out of any team. They were at least in first place. They, They could have been tied, especially at the beginning there, you know. A couple teams had to win the first game. The Bears have been in first place as far as total wins in the NFL for the history of the NFL. And all of a sudden, the Packers tied them. And the deciding game was against each other. 
and the Packers have finally taken the lead. That's pretty cool. Pretty incredible, That's yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, Aaron didn't play great. I mean, none of, so Aaron Jones went out with, uh, I think, a shin or an ankle. I can't remember. A.J. Dillon came in. He played well. Yep. Um, I think it does prove that, you know, anyone who took A.J. Dillon as a handcuff this year, like myself in the fantasy drafts, it proves that you weren't wrong. Uh, it, they just didn't get the utilization that you'd like. He's not a bust, right? He, he his, right. his utilization was not there this year. Well, that's all. That's what fantasy is about, Bryce. True, true. But I think I took more solace in like, does he just suck now? Like, oh no, yeah. Because like yeah. Aaron Jones no, hasn't looked has. great has. either. Quadzilla will run the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it well. Yeah, and he did, and he yeah. did. But Christian Watson once again, Charlie had two touchdowns and just looked absolutely. Um, like you can't stop. He looked like Hussein Bolt at times. Like there's no way anyone's catching this guy. Yeah, it's insane. I'm Once he gets it. to full speed, there's no way. Nope. What amazes me is his frame. He's so long and lanky. But like again, his touch, the receiving touchdown that he had, he just found a way to get open. He's such a big bodied guy. Like it was pretty easy for him. But his rushing touchdown was kind of one of those where Rogers just kind of turned around and just kind of dropped it right into his hands. Once he hit that corner, Charlie, he was. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Gone like the wind. Gone. It was wild. Absolutely insane. Um, You know, Bears and and Justin Fields did their best. But once again, it just seems like they're just... Justin Fields had another electric running touchdown. Yeah. They're just under... It just feels like the Bears are who they are, and they're just undermanned. And really, I, despite the fact that they haven't won as many games... I feel like they have overachieved this year. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Just the, how competitive they've been and how, honestly, electric their offense has been, mainly because, I mean, literally because of Justin Fields. How many times does a defense have to game plan mainly because of a second-year quarterback? You have to game plan against one guy, and it is a second-year quarterback. I think that is a very strong sentiment of what Justin Fields has accomplished this year. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't translated into a ton of wins. Um, Hasn't had a whole lot of help. Right. Um, Not at all. But, again, and I probably say this every week after they lose, but there's all kinds of things that the Bears fans should be encouraged about, excited about. and you know, expect good things. Expect good things. Anything else? Nope. That's all I got for that one. All right, let's keep it moving here. Jaguars Lions. This was a disappointing game for me, Charlie. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes out after what looked like was supposed to be just an absolutely gory, bl- uh, like bloody injury. He looked like his leg had gotten rolled up and basically gator rolled his entire leg. Uh, and just kind of like, you know, popped it off like a toy figure, basically. But amazingly, comes back into this game. Uh, you know, Travis Etienne, eh, it kind of, I, I don't think he's back to 100% either. I think nah. this is something, I would be hesitant playing Travis Etienne for the rest of this year. Because it's the same foot that he had the issue with all of last year. Now he's back in the same type of issue. Uh, so I, I just would show some hesitancy uh, with ETN moving forward. But 
you know, Charlie, I don't know. Like, are we, are we the, more, is this more about the Lions again? Is this more about the Jaguars not playing well? I, I don't know what to think about this game. Um, here's what I think. Jared Goff is playing lights out. He's he is. playing very good football. Pro, arguably, and actually. He I said would, it today. He said he's playing the best football of his own career. That's exactly what I would say to I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl, but he did not take that team to the Super Bowl. Right. 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 Um, this is Jared Goff is playing lights out. He is. Um, and he's getting back Jamison Williams. He is everyone that was all Lions fans that were completely distraught by the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff trade. They are probably like pleasantly Damn. surprised. Jared Goff, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's and anyone really who cool has the Lions drafting a quarterback next year, you're fucking crazy. Yep. You're crazy. I would have to say so. You're crazy. Um, if not to do, mention, it's not, you also it's not get the Rams pick. pick, too. Right. And the Rams pick is higher than the Lions pick right now. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a great point. I think they have a chance to, next year, put some pieces in there that make them a problem in the NFC North. You get Jalen Carter from Georgia. Woo. And they haven't even seen their first round pick from this year. I mean, they got Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, but they right. haven't seen Jameson Williams yet. Right, right. So this, they have a chance. They are tickling. Yeah. And they are, you know, that asshole can feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, so I almost, my good week, bad week this week was almost the Lions and the Lions. Um, and I don't know that this is the next game we're getting to or anything, but. The tie between the Commanders and the Giants really hurt the Lions' chance in sneaking into the playoffs. Why? Because if one of those teams lost, La- oh god, just it, the fact of one of them losing a half, a half. Right, they're still that extra half game away. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really did hurt them. Yeah, but but you know what? I there's still time. There's, I, the, I really. You don't think, have a lot of time, but there's still some time. I really time. think the Lions can, could sneak in there. But they the probably got to win out, right? They probably have probably, to win out. Probably, probably. Now, the, it honestly probably depends on the Giants more than anything else, because right now the Giants are sitting at the sixth seed, and Seattle sitting at the seven, Washington sitting at the eight. So the and the Giants and Commanders play each other again. Again, I'm going to next assume, week, not this week, but the following week. Yeah, I'm going to assume this is not going to be another tie. Correct. And if it is, at that point, it's almost a wash. Like, you it know, hurts them both probably. I would right. say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that the 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 Lions have a chance here. Yeah, they have a chance. Yeah, and they're playing. Probably got to got to keep winning. You might be able to win or lose maybe one to two more. And th- if you if you thought about it, you put the Lions against the Commanders and the Lions against the Giants. I, I might take the Lions. <laughs> I might, think, I might, take, I might the take the Lions. Yeah, in both of those games. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. you know the the Lions. I mean, unfortunately, right now it's not completely. In front of them, but if they just keep doing what they're doing, they got a shot. Yeah, they've got a shot. All right, let's do it. Let's go ahead and, and talk about the tie there since we've been talking about it, kind of bleed them into two. What do you think are the implications? Because just like you said, Charlie, the commies and the Giants play again next week after the commanders come off the bye. So, 
what is it that you think will be the biggest implication as far as their tie goes? Do you think it plays a factor? Like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, are we going to be talking about this tie for the rest of the year as far as playoff implications go? When I look at the... Okay, this is how I feel about it. When I look at the Giants' schedule, I think that tie prevented them from getting three losses in a row. They're going to have two losses and a tie. Because I think that... And I'm not talking about the loss... What Whatever happened before the tie. They've got, I think, the Cowboys next week. If, I, I think. Um, Who? The Giants. Nope. Cowboys play the Titans. Oh, no. They, they have the Eagles next week. Oh, jeez. And then they come back... And yeah. play the commanders yeah. off a bye. Yeah. Tough. I, Tough. And they haven't even finished. That won't be the end of their divisional games. I Not think to they mention they're sliding. Game. Yeah. And they, I think they still have another game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I was going to say, I do think they play the Cowboys one more time. So, I, I think that tie, I, I don't know. So, it will play a factor come playoffs, you think? I, think? I agree with you. I think, I do think the next game could be the deciding factor on which one of these two teams gets in permanently. Yeah. But I do think this tie, like if there's any other team that squeaks into the playoffs, it will be because of this tie. You think so? I do. I so really like do. So if the Lions squeak in, it's because... It'll be because of the one tie. One of those teams had a tie instead of a win? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I see do. that. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Now, last year, if we... Let's not forget... The Steelers had a tie, and that's actually what got them in. Got them into the seven seed. Yeah, yeah. If they had a loss there, but I think it was because of who they tied, though, not because they had the tie. I think it was just because they were a half game ahead of. Was it? Oh, yeah. We have to go back and look. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was they just had one half loss less. Than, than the eight team? seed, than mm. the eight seed, mm. which I think probably was Baltimore. Mm. All right, are you ready to move on? Yeah, Jets Vikings. What'd you think of Mike White? He ended up playing well. He did, and I texted you that he was a fraud, and then I looked at his final stat line. And I'm like, eh. that's not really fraud numbers. Here's, here's the thing, dude. I, but the Vikings gave them so many chances at the end. Yes. So many so chances. That, I was so... Dude, I was freaking locked and loaded, ready to take well, you back. Well, really, they should have won, was right? locked and loaded, ready to take you back. Yeah. And Mike White had two... Braxton Berrios catches the ball chances. in the end zone. It's game over. Yeah. If you just was, catch the ball. And you know what? That is exactly where Mike White had to throw that ball. <laughs> yes, I he agree. Could not Like, that was exactly where he needed to throw it. Yeah. Yep. Braxton Barrios dropped he, it. He has to catch it. Yeah. And he put he, he put the ball behind him, right? But there was a DB in front of him. So it, you're right. It had to go behind him. Right. When I saw the replay, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, that was the best placement he could have put it. Yeah, that was exactly where Without it to be. putting it in risk of being intercepted or deflected. And But Bryce, I was I was locked and loaded, holding my phone. Yeah. Ready to freaking text you. I back. was I really and thought he had two chances he did. at the end there. Yeah. In Within, it was whatever in goal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he had two drives. So it's, so I just didn't text you back at all. Yeah. Because it, uh, it, he had an opportunity, and that was. 
But you know what? I don't think Zach Wilson would have been in that op- would have been in been there. I think that's a fair thing to say at this point. Uh, Mike White seems to fit their system a little bit better based off of the uh, gameplay that I've seen at least. Um, I do think that the Vikings are a good team and the Jets are a good team, so this was understandable that it was uh, you know a competitive game all the way through. I do think the Achilles heel for the Vikings will be their defense. I do th- I, I, I'm not going to shy away from that. I do still think the Vikings are a good team. Justin Jefferson did have a good day. So did Kirk Cousins as well. Yep. Um, But I also think that the Vikings going through all of these really tough, tight games could pay dividends for them come playoffs. Like they're they're a they're they're a battle tested team. Oh yeah. And so like you know when you keep getting these wins, I'm not gonna say it. Like sometimes the wins hurt, right? Because it covers up your mistakes, right? Everyone's heard that. But, like, I do think there's also some moxie that comes from, no, we've been in this situation before. When we won at that time, we can damn sure repeat that, that same That time result. and that time and that time and that time. Right. So right. they have a lot of, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, being in these close games and pulling them out is a huge help going into the playoffs. Just experience alone. Whether it's playoff experience or not, but being in those types of close games – Against good teams, now they've won. I, I can confidently say at least two good teams, Bills and the Jets. And, you know, people will be like, yeah, well, it was against a backup quarterback. Mike White should be there. I mean, he's their starter because he's outplayed there. Yeah. So, and, like, barring any type of, like, multi-game losing streak for the Vikings, this game locked them up as the two-seed. And it, they could easily jump into the one seat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, depending on what happens with Philly, like if Philly just throws the last game, I don't think they'll throw the last two games. I think they could just sit all their starters for the last game, just to get the bye and stay healthy. We'll see how well if they're if they, Sirianni plays that with the bye and everything. There's if they can lock up the one seat, on then they'll then they'll sit them if they don't. If, See, I think there's some, some argument to that, too, and we'll have to talk about that at a later date. Momentum. Yeah. yeah. Momentum, rust versus rest. Yep. You know, like you already get the extra week off. Like that's, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll be curious to see how Sirianni handles that, too, moving forward. Talking about Sirianni, Charlie, we'll talk about here, and we've already kind of talked about this game. Being a John Robinson obviously got fired for A.J. Brown's performance here, but uh, Titans at the Eagles. Uh, it was Eagles all day long. And it was A.J. Brown all day long. Even Devontae Smith popped off and had a really good game here, Charlie. I know, I benched him. Um, I did say I love A.J. Brown. I hate um, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders did find his way into the end zone here. I did play Devontae Smith. It paid off for me. He had 20-plus points. Um, I loved King Henry and hated Miles Sanders. Yeah. I. What they were able to do to... King Henry was impressive as well. So what multiple teams have been able to do with King Henry, right? The last three teams have all been able, and that's the thing, right? Have you ever considered, I mean, that's probably exactly what you're about to say, but they don't have the A.J. Brown threat. Yeah. So it's like. Stack the box. Stack the box. Stack it. And I mean, yeah. And so when they stacked the box last year against Derrick Henry, well, now we're going to get you with A.J. Brown. Right. And Julio, although 
Julio wasn't like a huge factor, but this year, and then especially after Traylon Burks went out, oh, right. we're, we're st- yeah. stacking the shit out of that box. Yeah. Because the worst you can do is pop out a loose tight end and, and beat me for 15 yards. Yeah. You know, and I and I agree with that. And it, what teams have been able to do against Derrick Henry, and this is the game plan against Derrick Henry, is you have to stop him at the line of scrimmage. If he gets that full speed head start going downhill, you're not going to stop him. I have seen a couple tweets though recently that the Titans direct the lineup. They line up Derrick Henry purposely for that eight yards back from the center, which is deeper than any other running back in the NFL. Not only is he lining up deeper than any other running back in the NFL, but when he gets to the line of scrimmage. He's only generating 1.6 yards after contact. Hmm. That is among his career worst. Not only is he generating a very few yards after contact because they're hitting him at the line of scrimmage, but the players who are tackling him, Charlie, are defensive backs. One-on-one. It's not all the time, but... A large majority of the time now, they're seeing a majority of the time, if he pops it out to the edge, is that these DBs are being able to get in there and make a solo tackle on Derrick Henry where we all know he made Josh Norman look pretty stupid for doing something like that. Yep. So that's not happening anymore. And so their offensive line, Derrick Henry, even Vrabel, all talked about it this week and said, basically, it's on me. And everyone took responsibility and accountability. So good for the Titans. I expected that from that organization. But in order for the Titans to really make a run, it's got to be on the back of Derrick Henry. It's got to be on the back of Derrick Henry. Yep. I agree. Anything else to add? I know we talked about that game before, so we're kind of talked out about it. You good to move on? Um, One little thought. I actually like the way Hilliard runs. And when they want to put it, do a change up and not just on a passing down, they they should really change it up more and get him the ball. Yeah, he's a nice little back. And if Derrick Henry's in there, you have a pretty good idea what's happening here. Yeah. If Hilliard's in there, you don't know. Yeah. It's likely going to be a pass. Yeah. Just change it up a little bit. Yeah, I See agree. See what happens. I agree. Now, I'm not saying don't give Derrick Henry the ball. We're, don't give up his carries. Right. Just... Give it a little change-up. Change it up when Hilliard's in there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about the most boring game of the weekend. Uh, The only thing that we're really going to talk about here is Lamar's injury. Lamar Jackson suffers a PCL strain out one to three weeks, Charlie. Even Harbaugh said this week it's looking, quote-unquote, less likely that he plays. So it looks like it'll be Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley show this week. Charlie, the Broncos scored nine points. And like I, I like I don't want to necessarily talk about the Ravens here because like the Ravens are who they are, right? We know who Greg Roman is. We know the play calls that they get. Tyler Huntley stepping in and winning this game. Ultimately, that's a it's a really good win for Tyler Huntley. And it's a good win for the Ravens because missing Lamar, like although they are identical in the way they play. That's still a tough thing to do is go in and get a win with your backup quarterback who hasn't probably taken very many reps over the course of the week. I want to talk about the Broncos. The Broncos, once again, Charlie, only scored nine points. 
against what has been a terrible, terrible, terrible Ravens secondary. Charlie, I think we have to, and I know we talked about this last week, but I think we have to start to legitimately talk about Nathaniel Hackett being a one and done. Do you agree? Yes. Like, well, I mean, you know I agree. This, I, I, this game right here, about that. this game right here screams that Nathaniel Hackett could very well get fired at the end of this year. Probably should get fired. If they continue like this, if they don't put up some type of numbers over the course of the rest of the year, Charlie, they got major issues. And I heard a stat off, pardon my take, saying that if the Broncos had scored, it's like 18 or 19 points in every game they played this year. You know what their record would be? What's that? 10 and 2. Damn. If they had only scored 18 points in every single game they played, which is below the league minimum, which we know is 22 points <coughs> per the game. league average? Yeah, the league average uh, based off the Matt Rule. Uh, rule. Um, if they had only scored 18 points per game, they'd be 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Because their defense is playing so well, but because the Broncos' offense cannot score touchdowns and can barely kick field goals, barely. Charlie, I just think this is this is really alarming. This is really alarming. And if you're the new ownership group, I think it's I think it's losses like this that prove to even more. Like if I'm this new ownership group, see you hack it. Yeah, I want to get my own guy. And I think the GM could very well be under that same microscope as well. Hey, do you think uh, Condoleezza Rice or Sam Walton makes more of the call? Sam Walton being the Walmart, you know, big big wig. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. I think Condoleezza Rice probably knows football better than Sam Walton. She might. I think she probably does. She 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 might. She is a big NFL fan. She's my, a minority owner, but still, yeah. like... That's what I'm curious to see, though, right? And that's what we will start to see this offseason. I would is, trust Condoleezza to make the right call here and get rid of Hackett. Well, that's the problem, right? Is like you can't get rid of Russell. You you can't get rid no, of him. You oh, gave no. way too much away. So, like, yeah. Russell Russell is your quarterback moving forward. Mm-hmm. But, like, what you can move on from the coach. And so that's what I'm curious to see is, like, how, how intertwined, how impactful will this new ownership group be? Are they going to go out and fire this head coach after only one year? Are they going to give him the Steve Wilkes treatment? Are they going to give him the David Culley treatment? Because it happened as it haven't. It has not happened often in the NFL, but it is becoming more frequent. Yes, and there is a big name that is trying to make his return. There are two big names that are making a return to the NFL: Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Has said that he's. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Interested. I and think Sean You know I, what? I bet this I bet the but I bet Russell Wilson is what is making Jim Harbaugh interested. I could see that. I could see that. With as many times as he played him and lost to him or beat him in, in the playoffs and obviously in the regular season, but I bet Jim Harbaugh is like buzzing. And there's starting to be more and more rumors that the Panthers won't stick with Steve Wilkes moving forward. Mm. As 
surprising as that might seem after how well he's done recently. Right. Which I do still think. Like, I, I love Wilkes. I really do. And I think as long as he has a plan for the OC, QB, moving forward, like, I, I think Wilkes should be the guy, right? But I don't know what his plan is moving forward, so I could understand if they liked someone else's plan, why they would move forward with someone else. But Harbaugh is also, you know, a potential candidate for anyone really here. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting to see what will happen with Hackett moving forward here. Do you th- just, just, Oh, Carolina didn't have a game. So real quick. Yeah. Do you think, that Jim Harbaugh can do with Sam Darnold what he did with Alex Smith. No. Okay. All right. No, just, I just, but I also, I'm speaking from past tense on the past, the non-bearded Sam Darnold that we know, right? Like, you got to see another game with a beard on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I that and Wilkes, right? Like Wilkes and Sam Darnold will be judged off the last couple of games that we have. As a pairing, they're it's, undefeated. It, they're all competitive games. They're winnable games. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not we're not playing top dogs in the NFC or AFC. Like there's a couple NFC South matchups that are winnable. Yep. And anyone uh, in the NFC And this South week is we play the Seahawks, which again, probably a winnable game. Yep. Probably a winnable game. So, like, that. Wilkes and bearded Sam Darnold will be judged. As crazy as it sounds, I don't think Sam Darnold has written his last chapter. I think Sam Darnold could survive this entire thing based off of how he plays for the rest of the year. I know that sounds fucking crazy, Charlie. No, I don't think so. But I, I don't think, think so. I think it's a legitimate, legitimate thing moving forward. I really do. I think if he has a... Record finishing out this year, uh, Sam Darnold's record of like, I don't know, 750. Like, not just above 500, but a little, you know, yeah. significantly above 500. Hell yeah. Sam Darnold looks really good when he has an offensive line that can right. protect him. Yep. He, he, he has the arm ability to make the next level throws. And that no one's ever judged him off not being able to make a throw, right? Right. He not he does not have a little pee wee arm. He's got a gunslinger arm. Oh yeah. It's just he sees ghosts when guys start pressuring him, and then he's just chucking and ducking, yep. right? But you know, I know it's not a Panthers talk here, but I I do think it's all kind of intertwined here moving forward. All right, let's move on. Browns Texans, another game that was relatively boring. Not a single offensive touchdown for the Browns, Charlie. Um, Not I, one. I just got to say. So I, I was playing fantasy against my dad, and I benched Jared Goff for Deshaun Watson. Oh. And Devontae's, Devontae Smith? Did you do that? Is that in the. Different, no. differently. Oh, thank God. Ooh. But that was brutal. That was tough. That lost me. I mean, that that lost me the game. Yeah, I don't know that I would have done that. I only lost by six points, and that yeah. lost me 18 points. Ugh. Deshaun ended up with less than seven points. Oh, boy. So that, yeah. That, I, I, Didn't we expect I this, got, though? And one more thing. In another league, I've got Deshaun. I, I almost, just because I thought there was a, I really kind of thought Deshaun would freaking go off. Yeah. Running the ball. I thought running the ball is where he gets points. I almost benched Jalen Hurts. Oh my! 
for Deshaun Watson. Ooh. I'm happy I did. Now you not you might be able to make a case for that this week though. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. He looked bad though. Yeah, I, I mean he I'm, looked like a guy who Deshaun's had been out gonna, of football for Deshaun's over a Deshaun. year. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing he's passes that are straight into the dirt. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. Like if he if he has another bad game, I'm gonna go pick up Brock Purdy. I, honestly, I think, in my opinion, fantasy wise, I think the only time that I would start to consider Deshaun Watson would be next week. Because well, we I think to, yeah, we have to see him play a game right, that, that and that's I think happening. he'll need another week to piece it together. And then I think we'll start to see flashes of the old Deshaun Watson. I think I think this week we'll see some flashes, but not fantasy relevance not yet. Con- yes, yeah. And then and then hopefully it'll turn around. Yeah. So Browns D and special teams just absolutely popped off here against just an absolutely terrible Texans team, Charlie. Um, terrible Texans team to the point where um, what's his name? Davis Mills is going to be named the starter again this week. Kyle Allen returns to the bench. Davis Mills mm. comes back as the starter. It's so really not a good look for the Texans moving brutal. forward here. Uh, you can definitely pencil them in for drafting a quarterback. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else to add here? There really wasn't much to talk about as far as these two teams go. No. Okay. Seahawks at the Rams. John Wolford? Not bad. The, all of a sudden, the Rams showed up. Not bad. Yeah. As bad as many injuries as they had on the offensive line, all of a sudden John Walford's getting time and room in the pocket to throw balls down the field. Charlie, yep. Where the hell's that been all year? The Seahawks must have thought it would it would have it was going to be a breeze. I also don't think the Seahawks have a very good pass rush either. They don't, which I think helped out the Rams a little bit, which yep. probably made them look a little bit better than they actually are. But still. They were worse than Swiss cheese at this point. So impressive the amount of time that they were able to give John Walford. Even John Walford escaped the pocket and he looked good. He was making plays with his legs, Charlie. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Walker goes out. DJ Dallas goes out. Yeah. I think Travis Homer goes out. They're, They're on their fourth string running back. Yeah. I mean, literally. And it doesn't look like Kenneth Walker or DJ Dallas are going to play this week. And Travis Homer is questionable, like a true questionable. And guess who they play? But Gino has a hell of a comeback. And he doesn't do it by running the ball. He does it by passing the ball. I knew, like, Charlie, I told you this. My love, Lockett. Guess who popped off? Lockett and DK, but Lockett. Five games, five touchdowns. The last five games, Ty Lockett has five a touchdown in each of those last five games. Charlie, it's Lockett time, but Lockett is the Rams' worst enemy. He is their worst enemy. Yeah. But DK Metcalf also had a really good game here. I don't want to take anything away from him. It wasn't necessarily – he did get a touchdown, I believe. I think he got the game winning. He did, right? Yeah, he got the go-ahead. But he also had a bunch of receptions for a solid amount of yards. It was a great – I wouldn't say it was a great matchup between him and Jalen Ramsey, but it was competitive all day long. Yep. Um, but I think the better team won this game. Other than oh, that, yeah. Charlie, I don't have much. And we'll talk about it moving forward. The Rams, so the Panthers cut Baker Mayfield. The Rams pick him up. On waivers, yep. Knowing what you know, who would you play? John Wolford, Baker Mayfield. 
This week? Yeah. After John Walford had a game? John Walford. Yeah. But you got to, I mean, Baker needs needs a chance to learn the playbook. But I Is think, that realistic, being week 14 and only having 17 weeks? Well, no, you got to, you got to. Well, technically 18 weeks, you can't, but still. You can't. Basically, what I'm saying is you can't just go run the two-minute drill all all game. Right. You can't give him, like, ten plays and run that the whole game. Um, So, I think next week there's a very likely possibility that they'll – because they're – if they, they got him, they're paying his money. Right. It's only a million dollars. Right, but still. But Matt Stafford's on IR for the rest of the year. Right. Might as it well sounds see, like. though. Might as well see. Right. And shit, you guys aren't going to the playoffs. If Sean McVay has any scruples about him, give the kid a chance to audition. You damn sure don't have a first-round draft pick, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe Baker Mayfield absolutely lights it up. Ugh. And you can get, a, get some draft capital for him or something. Jeez, unbelievable. Do you think Matt Stafford's done done? Hmm. Because there's starting to be more rumors and rumors that he might be career hey, he, he got his, career he, ending done. He got a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's a great question. I'm not willing to answer it yet. Okay. All right. Let's move on then. Let's talk about your game. Okay. First series, right? First series. Jimmy G gets rolled up on. Gets yeah, that guy. What bone is it that he broke in his foot? Is it the outside pinky toe foot like bone? He broke two bones in his foot. He did. Yeah, but they do not require surgery. They correct? don't require surgery. No Liz Frank surgery. No surgery at all. But unlikely that he comes back this season. He is out. If I heard he, Shanahan today say that it's highly unlikely he comes back this season. Right. If rehab goes well, though. The NFL doctors have said seven to eight weeks, which puts it at championship to Super Bowl week. Let's okay. I'm I'm just saying like. As right, I want to talk. I want to talk about this game first, and then I'll give you a hypothetical at the end. Okay. All right. What like Tua played okay. He didn't really play very well, I'll be honest. He but played bad. He played poorly. He did play poorly, but I do think a large part of that, you're missing your two starting tackles. Oh, yeah. And Nick Bosa had himself a hell of a day. Hell yeah, he did. So, like, I want this rematch, and I know we won't get it, but I would have liked to see what Tua would have looked like with just maybe a second more each down, and I think he probably gets that if his starting tackles are playing, but Nick Bosa was just absolutely having his way with these backup tackles here. Here's what I have to say, though. Tua is top three in the league in getting the ball out, in, in like the fastest. Like, he gets it out. Yeah. He seemed to be holding on to the ball a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was a 49er game plan, don't you? So check it out. First play of the game. Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. Yeah. X 49er. We were in man coverage. Yeah. We went to zone for 90% of the plays the rest of the game. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, I don't blame you. And Tua had a fair amount of yardage against us. Two of the plays were 150 of his yards, mm-hmm. pretty much. Because so, Sherfield's catch was what, like 75, almost 80 yards, right? Yeah, and then two, Tyreek's was like 
almost 60, I think. Yeah. So two touchdowns, uh, you know, 135 yards right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this, the Dolphins put themselves into a pickle by not being able to run the ball. Well, as we all not, know, not only just not being able to run the ball, they ran the ball eight times. The yeah. entire game. Yeah, that's alarming. Eight times. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, you are a running genius. Yes, you know that the we don't let people run the ball against us. But you've got to give some sort of commitment to running the ball in order to set up anything else. And I wonder if a large part of that was the tackles because they run that outside sure, zone, sure. kind of like what you Teron guys Armstead, do. Yeah. And, you know, I and I do wonder about that, but I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like like you said in the Matt Rule area, like it's not about what the yardage is when you run the ball. It's just the amount. It's the amount that you actually that's the, try that, and run the ball. Yeah, it's the bat, Bill Cower rule. It's not. It's not how effective you are running it. You. It's not. Yeah, there. You need to run the ball this many times, and they ran it eight. Yeah, that's 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 alarming. I mean that. Now Waddle uh, Waddle was also banged up, so he didn't look a hundred percent either. And he got banged up more during the game and went out. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and Tyreek had a day. He he really he did. did. I think he almost had one hundred and fifty yards receiving, and nine catches or something. But it was just that one big play, and then a lot of dink and dunks. Yeah. Um. Our defense really played pretty incredibly. Uh. Now, I've been hearing all this talk about, like, you know, and obviously, obviously our chances of doing some serious damage in the playoffs has gone down with Brock Purdy. But people are talking like we have no chance as if Brock Purdy came in after we had 25, 24 points or so. Yeah. And he finished out the game. No, he did win the game. We had three points. It was seven to three Dolphins when Brock Purdy came in the game. Yeah. And he's so we ha- finished with 33. Seven of those were defense. So, I mean, what he is got your 23 points? And the Dolphins only scored 17. So, if if we didn't get a field goal with Jimmy and we didn't get the defensive touchdown, we still win 23 17. And that's, I think, Brock is a great system quarterback. And I'm not taking anything away from Brock. You know, I'm an Iowa State fan and I. I like I really do like Brock. I think he's a great kid. Everything that I've heard is all positive. And obviously it's a brand new nickname in the 49ers locker room. I'm uh, gonna go we, ahead and say it. Yeah, say it. It's BCB. Yeah. Big Cock Brock. And listen, everyone, all of the 49er players have been saying And coach and Kyle. And coach. He's calling timeouts with Shanahan saying that he can. He's on people for talking in the huddle. Like he's he's got Moxie. Yeah. He's got Moxie. And I know Brock from watching him at Iowa State, he could play like that. And when he's on a roll, he's on a freaking roll. And he's hard to stop. And I think he really sit he fits this system really well on almost like Tua, but different, where it's built to get the ball out of his hands, but the the throws are set up for him to have success. And to make si- simpler reads and just let the playmakers make the plays. And that's where I think Shanahan has a great offense. 
And we've seen Shanahan, we've heard about, you know, Shanahan, what he wants to do with Trey Lance and all these things, and that's dynamic, and I, I know that. But I think what we've seen with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think could be expedited here with Brock. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see Brock air it out a little bit more. Like, what happens when teams make Brock air it out a little bit more? I think that will be the test that you're going to start to see towards the end of the year. Um, but I'll be curious to see how he responds. I really think, I mean, this is just a quarterback-friendly offense, but I'm not taking anything away from Brock. He's He looked legit. Yeah, he, he did. He looked legit. couple notes. <clears throat> um, there was one play that really impressed everyone. And Peter King, so Peter King, if if y'all know anything about football, you know he is the ultimate in sports journalism when it comes to football, and he does the Football Morning in America article, and it was it, it was titled "Purdy Good Performance," mm-hmm. and it was about Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy, and there was one play that Kyle Shanahan talked about in press conferences this week, and that Peter King mentioned. It was at the end of the second half, or at end of the first half, sorry. And we knew we got the ball back. And the score at the time was, I think, uh, 10, 10 to 3. Or 10 to 7, sorry. And it was a third and 10 in our own, uh, it was probably on our own 30 or 40 or something like that. And... After Brock Purdy got in, the Dolphins just started bringing crazy pressure, which they did. Understandable, yeah. Um, it was a third and ten, and Jalen Phillips basically came unabated to the quarterback, and Brock Purdy dropped back and threw a freaking dime. It traveled like twelve probably yards in the air. It was a fourteen-yard play to George Kittle on third and ten. We ended up going down, scoring a touchdown before half, and then we got the ball back. That play, so he got the ball off. Now, this is a little bit of a niche stat that you're like, why Why is this even like? But anyways, he got the ball off in 1.6 seconds. That is only the sixth pass this year that was thrown that quickly with more than 10 yards down the field on a third down, which, I mean, if you really – like think about the amount of poise that takes and accuracy and he was under pressure and he got freaking smoked he by did. Jalen Phillips on yeah. that play. Yeah, he did. Um that was a very ballsy and impressive play. And there is a ton to like about Brock Purdy's performance. Uh and shout out to history here. First Mr. Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass. I bet nice. that ball, I, he he grabbed that ball. I wouldn't be surprised if that ball is in Canton, though. Yeah. Just because it's the, it may be one of the first quarterbacks to be Mr. Irrelevant, but first touchdown pass thrown by Mr. Irrelevant, and he got two that day. He was like 26 of 36 That's or something really like cool. that. Yeah. So he threw the ball a lot, and they were mostly short passes, but he was poised, and he was – prepared i mean it it was pretty awesome and i i'm not this is definitely it hurts the niners chances but i'm not thinking we're going to john walford i guess yeah and i I think you know to kind of wrap it all up here i i think brock will give you a fighting chance moving forward i really believe that and i 
I'm I'm curious to see where he takes it. I'm curious to see where he takes it. Quick note: I just got a notification on my phone about our my family's fantasy league, and uh, my wife just added Brock Purdy and dropped Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy was her starter. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. She's 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 probably gonna finish in she last knows. place. But yeah. but either way, um, the I'm I'm interested to see more. Yeah, interested yep. to see more. All right, let's move on here. We have the Chiefs at the Bengals. This was just an absolutely great game, Charlie. Um, you know, again, deja vu here. It was like the same game for the last three games. And like, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. I don't really know what to say because of how closely related the way these last three games have been played out. Now, I think. If you're going to mention anything, you got to mention the fact that Samaje P. Ryan had himself an absolute day in Joe Mixon's absence. And he looked great doing Again. it. Again. Again, right. Now, it does look like Joe Mixon uh, could be back this week, but hats off to Samaje P. Ryan for being in and just absolutely uh, taking advantage of your opportunity here. He looked great. He was, in my opinion, the reason why they won this game. But also... Jamar Chase, Charlie, back to doing what Jamar Chase does. And that's what, you know, we knew the Chiefs secondary would have issues, but, like, the fact that they still can't keep Joe Burrow from getting it to Jamar was a little concerning for the Chiefs defense, right? Right. I mean, and, like, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you did you did almost everything you could to win this game. And you still came up. Three points shy. Joe Burrow's just got them. It's just one of those things. Yeah. It's, yeah. The Rams have got the Cardinals. The Niners have the Rams. Joe Burrow's got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, it, other than, ex- like, there's no explanation for the phenomena, right? I, I just think they're well prepared. They know what to do. It's, I think it's that their defense knows how to do this. They know yeah, how to... like they they have a great game plan for Patrick Mahomes every single time. Yep, and I mean they've done it again, and it you would think it provides a blueprint for everyone else. You would think, um, but great win by the Bengals, <coughs> huge win on their on their run here. That I mean they're they're not even winning their division yet, so they they've they still have to. They got some work to do. Yeah, but they're on a roll. I mean, they're they're losing a tiebreaker in their division right now, but mm-hmm. and I imagine that'll change. Yeah, especially after this week, it might change. Right. So. All right. Um, anything else here? No. All right. Let's move on. We had the Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, Charlie, again, we mentioned this with my good week. This was just a Devonte Adams game. Chargers don't have anyone who can cover this guy. No. They, they're like, I don't know that anyone can cover this guy in the last couple of games here. Um, but the Chargers definitely didn't have anyone who could char- uh, or guard him. Um, you know, I know we kind of talked about it before, but let me ask you this. And I don't think this is too crazy of a question to ask at this point because of the way both these teams are trending. Who's more likely to make the playoffs, Raiders or the Chargers? Raiders. I would say at this you point. Re- yeah, you think so? I would say at this point it's the Raiders. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think it's a fair argument to make, which is why I want to ask you the question. But 
The Chargers, again, Charlie, they just can't seem to find a way to win these games. And you know what's crazy, though? And I heard this the other day. I could see Brandon Saley getting fired. Sean Payton taking his place. Could you imagine Sean Payton? Could you imagine Sean Payton with Justin Herbert? That would be... Keenan Allen. Terrifying. Mike Williams. Austin Eckler. I mean, that would would not be fair. No, it wouldn't. Um, God, I almost want to see it. I I actually kind of like Brandon Staley. I do too. But I see him getting fired too. I I see that as a realistic possibility. Right, and that's that's my next question is like, how realistic do you think it would be? Because... Even Sean Payton's come out and say he said Los Angeles is a team that he would that want he's to go interested to. in that yep. he would want to go there and so like how you know knowing that and I don't know who owns the Chargers I've I literally have Dean, no idea Dean Spanos well how likely do you think it is at this point that they might move on from Staley if they if they make playoffs I think that's a tough move to make but if you miss playoffs. Especially if you do it like you did last year in heartbreaking fashion. If you miss playoffs like you did last year, do you think it? How how likely do you think it is that they fire Brandon Staley? I think it's kind of likely. I mean, the amount of talent you have on this team, there are very few quarterbacks in this league that you say these guys are so locked in as a franchise quarterback in elite talent already. Justin Herbert's one of them. Yeah. You've yeah. got to be at the this you've is gotta second be or in, third year. You've got to be in conference championship talk. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, in the talk, right? Yeah. Not, you don't even have to win it, but just be in the conversation. Right. They Chargers were, haven't been in the they conversation. Were, they were in the conversation before the season started. Right. Right. Now is that. Yeah. They're lucky the the Broncos are as bad as they are. Otherwise, there would be a uh, global-sized microscope underneath the Chargers at this point. Yeah. Saying, what is wrong with this team? They right. have all the talent in the world. They should be in this thing. Yep. So, uh, interested to see how that pans out here. Uh, Keenan Allen has been brought Look, back to life. And here's the thing. Yes, they are as injured as can be. Yeah. And yeah. probably have been the most injured team all year. Yeah. I I don't I don't you know. You gotta find I, a way. Yeah. You got I mean, it, it happens to a new team every year. Yep. And some teams make it through that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Anything else here? Nope. All right. Let's talk Monday Night Football. Let's talk about Sean Payton's old team and the Saints. Oh, sorry. Sunday Night Football. Colts Cowboys, another game that it was close in the first quarter, but that was probably it was, about it. No, it was close until the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is when the Cowboys scored thirty-three points in the fourth quarter. Did they really? Most points. They outscored like eight teams this week, just in the fourth quarter. Thirty-three points in the fourth quarter. I was asleep by then, so I Same. I damn sure I did asleep. not see that. Thirty three points in the fourth quarter. I think there were two defensive touchdowns. Mm. Um, I lost because six, of the Cowboys' defense. Six this week. six turnovers. So check this out. This is the first time I've ever done this, but I I have on one of my teams both the Cowboys and the Forty ers defense. Okay. And I saw 
the Cowboys were playing the Colts, and I saw the Niners were playing the Dolphins. So I was like, eh. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Niners on the bench. And then they had 24 points on my bench. The Niners did? They had 23.86 points. Yeah. What'd the Cowboys do? 24.06. Wow. But I was like, that is... Sh-. And when I went to bed, it was halftime pretty much, and yeah. it wasn't even close to that. So that's what pissed me off. I lost by six points in my league this week to Jake, and it was because single-handedly of the Cowboys' defense. And I was... I was all, all my guys, I had Cowboys. I had Dak and I had Pollard. Both of them had good games. That Dak had a decent game, right? Pollard had a really good game, and I should have won that game. The second, the last defensive touchdown, is what killed me. Mm. The lat that bullshit defensive touchdown is what was the dagger in, in me, and I I didn't change a whole lot of position. I I lost the two seed, um, but in in my league, uh, the top six teams get in. Yep. So, um. I'm in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about the last game of the week, the Monday night football game, Charlie, uh, and how the Saints, um, you know, I, I saw, you know, the, do you know the Saints uh, motto, who day or who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who day is the Bengals. That's right. That's right. Who dat? Uh, I saw a tweet. Um, they, they showed Tom Brady uh, in his clip winning the game, hitting Rashad White. Uh, and there was a meme underneath it. It was just a black screen with the Saints symbol. And instead of who dat, it said blue dat. Like blew it. Oh, Like oh, they blew oh, it. Okay. Blue okay. dat. Yeah. 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 That was bad. Yeah. They did blow it. Oh. They absolutely oh, blew yeah. it. You can't be down or you can't be winning by 13 points with five minutes left and lose a game. Was, I don't give a shit that it's to Tom Brady. It was 16. His offense looked fucking anemic all game long, it Charlie. It was 16 to 3 with three minutes left in the game. All game long. They looked anemic. Anemic. And the Saints just let Tom Brady dink and dunk his way down the fucking field. There was That's that. all he was doing. Dinking and dunking. Dink and dunk. Dink and dunk. It was the same shit that happened to the Rams when the Bucks beat the Rams. He dinked and ducked five yards, ten yards, five yards, six yards, seven yards. It was and all then, down the field. And then the best third or fourth down play ever, DPI. Yeah. He threw it deep to Mike Evans, and they drew the DPI. And it, it that was, led to the first touchdown. Right. Then they went back and got the second touchdown. I mean... <clears throat> I really, I really wanted the Saints to win this. I one. did too. I did too. We, I needed the Saints to win this game. Um, they didn't. I still think the Bucks are fucking trash, though. I think they're abs- I think they're dog shit. Yeah. I think they're dog shit. Yeah. I think their offense is awful. Um, I want to see someone absolutely have their way with the Buccaneers because I think they are absolutely uh, susceptible to just getting romped at this point. Romped. So. Just it's just like Dennis off. Dennis Allen, another one. It's like one and done? Yeah, I think that's possible. One and done? I mean, what he's done with the offense, and like I could see if Dennis Allen doesn't go, I could see the offense coordinator going. He's been there for 13 years, and his offense looks worse than any other year. 
I don't care that Sean Payton left. You were still the offensive coordinator. You listened to Sean Payton call plays for the last 13 years. You shouldn't be this bad on offense. Well, I think it's kind of the whole indecisiveness of the quarterback. I bet there's, I bet the offensive coordinator and Dennis Allen not on the same page about who should be quarterback. You think the coordinator wants Jameis? I would. I would too. Um. Fucking Saints, man. So, as we wrap up this week and go into next week, once again, the football gods have deprived us of the Jimmy G Tom Brady hmm. matchup. Yep. Two years ago, or when we went to the Super Bowl, there was a chance we could have played the Bucks. I think he was with the Bucks then. No, no, no. Couldn't have been if you no, were yeah, to the Super Bowl. No, uh, yeah, he, he lost early in, in uh, the playoffs. Tom Brady did. First round. First year he went to the Bucks, um, we were hurt. We didn't make it. Next year, which was last year, I guess, 2021, we had a chance. Matthew Stafford thrown to Cooper Cup. To send them to the NFC Championship game is what prevented the Jimmy G-Tom Brady reunion. This time, finally we were slated to play each other in the regular season and Trey Lance was the starter. It's like, ah, we're going to miss the Jimmy G-Tom Brady reunion. Trey Lance goes out, oh my gosh, it's going to be the Jimmy G-Tom Brady reunion. And the week before, Jimmy G gets hurt. And so we, it's not going to happen. It might happen for... Another team, as in Jimmy G might be with another team, I don't know. But it, it may never happen now. And I was really hoping for it. Because I really think Jimmy G could have pulled this one off. Hmm. All right. Maybe. That's what I've got. All right. Uh, Charlie, how did we do on picks? I went 11-4 and four this week. I've been on a roll. Yeah. Bryce, you went 12 and 3 this week. Nice. Listeners went 11 and 4. Nice. All so, right. overall, good week. Good week. All right, let's take a look at the playoff picture here, Charlie. In the AFC, as we mentioned, Buffalo with the win against the Patriots in the Kansas City loss. Buffalo moves into the number one seed in the AFC. Incredible. Right now, Super Bowl goes through Buffalo. All right, number two seed, Kansas City. Baltimore is number three. Tennessee rounds out the top four for the AFC. Cincinnati is the five seed. Miami now moves or drops down to the six. The Jets are barely hanging on by one game on the seven seed. New England is eight. Chargers are nine. And sniffing around at the ten seed. Tickling. Las Vegas Raiders. Hey. One what game. Are the, what are the records of uh, New eight, England, nine, Chargers, ten? both six and six. Vegas is five and seven. Okay. So they're hanging around. Yeah. They're hanging around. Yeah. They're in striking distance. That's right. All right. NFC. Philly remains the top seed. Minnesota remains the two seed. San Fan remains the three seed. Tampa Bay remains the four seed. Dallas is the fifth. Giants are hanging on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin to that sixth seed. 
Okay. Giants and Seattle are now tied with their record. Seattle is the seventh seed. They are the last team in. Washington is the only team with a 500 record that is fighting or sniffing to get into the playoff picture. Taklin. At number eight. After Washington, it drops down to all teams below 500 in the NFC. Well, what's the next one? Uh, I don't even know because I didn't write them down. Okay. I think it's the Lions, though, at whatever and seven. Yeah. I think the Lions are, yeah. Five and seven, Five I and think. seven, yeah. Yeah. But obviously below 500, below Washington. So, you know, they're on the out, way outside looking in right yep. now. So, Charlie, that's what we got for the playoff picture. It'll be close. We'll see. We'll see some people come in and uh, start tackling. All right, Chuck, you ready to go this week's games? Yep. Let's do it. Thursday night football. We have the Raiders at the Rams. Vegas is favored by six and a half points. Charlie, who's your love hate? I love Josh Jacobs in this one. I hate Tyler Higby, and I'm gonna stick with that. Although I'm a little on the fence. Yeah, I love Devontae Adams. He's on a roll. I'm on a roll. We're going to keep that thing flowing here. Um, My hate was actually going to be uh, Kyron Williams. I don't know if you can consider that a great hate. Him and I don't know who's released him in Akers. Sure. I don't know. I I just, I think the Rams are going to be so far behind. They're going to have to pass. Um, But I don't know. It could be competitive. Who knows? Uh, Charlie, game pick. Vegas. Yeah, I got Raiders as well. All right, moving on. We have the Panthers at the Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by three and a half points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Uh, I love Gino in this one. I hate DJ because um, uh, the Seahawks corner is playing out of his mind, the rookie. Reed? No. No. What's what, his name? Um, I don't know his name. I know you're talking about that. Um, yeah, but I, all right, well, we got to figure it out. Uh, but, yeah, so that's who I've got. All right, I actually love DJ here. I think DJ is going to smoke this kid all day long. Uh, my hate's going to be Seattle running backs. Kenneth Walker looks to be out. DJ Dallas looks to be out. Travis Homer is a very true questionable. They could be down to their four-string running back, and I do still believe that the Panthers have a good rush defense. Tariq Woolen. That's Sorry. what it is. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, I still love DJ. I'm going to go Panthers get a dub on the road. I love that. Um, I'm going Seattle, but I'm really hoping I'm wrong. Like, I am truthfully. Yeah, I believe it. In a big way, hoping I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know you, I know you're cheering for the Panthers. Yes. Yeah. All right, Jets at the Bills. Buffalo's favored by nine and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be Zonovan Knight. It's not a fact that I think he's going to blow it up. I just think he's proven... Enough to get volume. I like this for volume, okay. more specifically. Uh, my hate's going to be Gabe Davis. They've been locking him up since day one. Um, I love Diggs in a revenge game against Sauce Gardner. Um, and I hate Devin Singletary in this game. Game pick. The Jets won the first one. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo's going to... Kind of start playing their best football as they should heading into the playoffs. Who do you got? I got Buffalo as well. By the way, okay. Von Miller went in for an arthroscopic surgery. We did not talk about this in their game. Turns out he does have an ACL tear. Yeah, they found that and that done for the like, year. Exploratory or whatever. 
Yeah, he's got an ACL tear. I don't know how they missed it. I guess it, maybe it's not significant. It, it, yeah, it must have been small enough that they couldn't see it on the MRI. Um, but obviously, but he could have a, big enough, enough that they thought they needed to sit him out and fix it. And I mean, he could have enough scar tissue that it could be hard to see. I don't know yeah. how that shit works. But yeah, I mean, he's been he's, around long this enough. Is his he's, third, I think. Well, it's his third season-ending injury. Mm, got it. Um, but yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Browns at the Bengals. The Browns won this game the first time. All right, Cincinnati's favored by six points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Um, I love Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in this one. Uh, Cleveland's secondary gives up big plays. Plain and simple. Yeah, I loved P. Ryan here, but um, after reading some reports, it does look like Mixon is trending towards playing at this point. So I don't know who I really like, either one of them. I mean, the Bengals are just buzzing regardless. So I like the Bengals here. I do hate uh, DPJ, Donovan's People Jones, only because I still, I don't know, this is a tough game for um, uh, Deshaun. Yeah, and my hate is Deshaun. Yeah, I I, I think uh, this is a tough game, even though, keep an eye on, Donovan's People Jones looked really good returning punts last game. Charlie, who's your game pick? I've got Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cincinnati as well. Next game, we have the Texans at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by hold it, Charlie, hold it. 16 and a half points. Woo! Yeah, that might be the largest spread we've seen all year long. That's big time. That's a really big spread. 16 and a half points. You you uh No, because of the defense. Yeah. Dallas's defense is just they're gonna they're gonna and swarm Davis Mills. One of the best defenses in the league. Probably second best defense. Uh worst offense in the league. Yeah. I love Zeke and Pollard in this one. I mean Yeah, I worst rushing defense and and you know, I agree. I love Zeke Pollard. Um and I hate Damian Pierce. You know what uh my wife sent me the other day was um the uh, the clip of the Tony versus Ezekiel thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Hey, what is your name? Huh? Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. What is your name? Yeah. Tony! Fuck you, Tony! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did that. But they did uh, Zeke and Pollard. They did clips of Zeke and Pollard. It was really funny. Well, all all season we've been saying Zeke Pollard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when we say that, we're not. It's a true handcuff. It's one of the very is... few handcuffs that has actually worked out for the better of fantasy football managers this right. year. We're talking about both running backs. We're not yeah. calling Tony Pollard Zeke Pollard, and we're not calling Ezekiel Elliott Zeke Pollard. That's right. So It's both. It's Zeke Pollard. Uh, Charlie, Cowboys all day. Yeah, yeah, same. All right. And Vi- I hate the Texans. That's my hate. Yeah, yeah. Vikings, Lions. Can you guess the spread for this game? Tell me. Detroit by two and a half. Now, Detroit's I at home. I love it. But I Detroit by it. two and a half? Yeah. At home? I guess well, so, a 10 and so, 2 team? So at home, they give you three, right? Yeah. But against a ten and two team, well, you know what the Lions' offense can do. I, if I, if if I was a betting man, if I was a sports book betting man, I'm taking Vikes all day and the money line. Well, go ahead. And I'm going to take. You know, I would take the over too. Uh, my my love, JJ sucked in this first game. 
JJ gets his revenge. Okay. That's my love. My hate is going to be uh, the spread. <laughs> I hate I hate the spread. I hate this spread. And I'm taking the over, regardless. I'm taking the... I think this is going to be... What if the over was 85 points? Okay, I wouldn't take it then. Well, okay, I, I, that's probably where I'm you, seeing this game. All right, give me your love hate. I'll look up the over real quick. Um, I love Jared Goff. And I hate defense, period, in this game. Kind of going with what you're saying. Take Bet the over. Bryce, I'm going Detroit in this game. Wow. Don't, o- don't over, act surprised. Over is 51 and a half. I could see that. I, w- I would still take the over. So it's basically I would take the over. 25, 26 points per team. Yeah, yeah, I would take that. I would take that. Um, Yeah, I'm going Detroit. I don't care, dude. I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings. Detroit's playing better football than... The Vikings. Detroit's defense is playing better than the Vikings. I really like right this now. game for fantasy, by the way. For daily. Oh, yeah. For daily. Load up on this game. <laughs> Big time. All right. Jags at the Titans, Charlie. Tennessee's favored by four points. My love is going to be Derrick Henry. It just feels like there's been so much talk about how he hasn't been producing. He's going to produce against the Jaguars here and there. My hate's going to be Trevor Lawrence. True questionable this week. Even Doug Peterson said he's really unsure if Trevor Lawrence will play at this point. If he does play, I'm going to say he's at less than 100%. Jeffrey Simmons is going to come sniffing for Trevor Lawrence. I love King Henry as well, and I hate Travis Etienne in this one. That's a good hate as well. Uh, Charlie, I have Titans get off the schneid and get a dub. Titans get off the schneid. That's how I'm, I'm agreeing. Nice. First time I've ever used that, like... Saying, yeah, 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 yeah. without without just saying it to just to say it, yeah, yeah. It felt good coming out, didn't it? No, sure it did. Felt weird. It sounded good. Okay. Eggles at the Giants. Phillies favored by seven full points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Love Jalen Hurts. I hate uh, Dino Dong Daniel Jones. Yeah, I love Devonte Smith again. Should have a big game. Um, I think they the Giants are smart enough to send a double AJ Brown's way after seeing the film from last week. My hate's going to be Saquon. Um, I'm going Eagles. I think the Giants are on the Schneid. Eagles. Yeah. Ravens at the Stellars. AFC North battle. Pittsburgh is favored by two and a half at home. Charlie, who is your love hate? I'm going to say George Pickens. Uh bitching is your love is is getting he's gonna get fed um now i've had picking three weeks in a row though yeah so you hate tyler huntley really tj watt see my love is gonna be huntley i think a full week in preparation i think we're gonna it's gonna be games like this when I, it'll be ugly but i think huntley Ugly isn't good in fantasy. I know that. And that's why I love... Yes, you're right. I don't love Huntley for fantasy purposes. But I love him to win this game. Okay, well, that's what we do this for. Well, I mean, I think fantasy purpose-wise, he could probably run in for a touchdown, maybe throw for another. If if your quarterbacks were like Jimmy Garoppolo and someone else and you need a fill-in... I'm I'm okay with Huntley. Yeah, I would. T- yeah, I agree. I agree. But he's I'm not starting him if I'm in. If I have you know. Right, right, right. Any okay. of the other top dogs. Uh my hate's gonna be Najee Harris. Charlie, who's your game pick? 
I'm going with Pittsburgh. Are you? Yeah. Just to be different, I'll go with the Ravens. Did but you? I I was going to say Pittsburgh if you did. Okay. Okay. I was going to flip with you. Um yeah, I just think and I I do think the Ravens will franchise tag Lamar, but I think it will be games like this where they'll see maybe we don't need Lamar. Yep. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, moving on. Chiefs at the Broncos. I think we both know who we're going to pick for the game. Kansas City's favored by nine and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be Travis Kelsey. Um, my hate's going to be Bronco running backs. I'm going Chiefs all day. I, I love Russell Wilson. I hate Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Denver. Did you just say you? I'm just kidding, okay. obviously. Okay. Love Travis Kelsey as well. I, I hate all running backs in this game. What did you say for your hate? Bronco running backs. Okay, I hate all running backs in this game. Um, I'm going Kansas City. Okay. Bucks Niners. San Fran is favored by three and a half points, even with Brock Purdy at the helm. Charlie, this is your game. I'll let you go first. Who's your love-hate? People may disagree, but this is the first time, like my biggest love so far for Christian McCaffrey. Passing game. I would not be surprised if he's our leading receiver. Um, and I hate TB12. Tough defense to go against. Especially without your starting left tackle. Right. Or starting right tackle, I guess I should say. Uh, yeah, my love is going to be Brock. BCB. Love it. Big yeah. cock Brock, baby. I think, he's got an- I think he's got another productive game in him. Let's and go. And I think if you're going to attack First the Bucks. star against the GOAT? Yeah. I love it. I think you're, if the if you're going to attack the Bucks offense, it's going to be through the air. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to chuck the ball down the field more than 20 yards. Their, their defense is pretty good at, on the run defense. Yeah, but you can beat them in the air. You can beat them in the air. So I love Brock. I actually hate CMC, but I do second your idea of CMC will have a lot of check down passes. I like that. I'm going to go Niners. Get a win at home. Niners. Brock Purdy. Let's go. Big cock Brock, baby. All right. A lot of teams on the bye this week, Charlie. So we're going right into our Sunday night football game. Dolphins at the Chargers. Miami's favored by three full points. Charlie, my hill is going to be the, uh, sorry, my love is going to be the hill waddle connection. We'll see about waddle and his health. He didn't look good great last game. He didn't look great. Um, but Lahill Waddle, I think you attack this team through the air. My hate is going to be defense. I would take the over on this game as well. Okay. I uh, Chargers rush defense is trash. Miami did a horrible job of even attempting the run last week. I'm going Jeff Wilson Jr. Mm. Um, as my love. love. I like that. Gesicki as my hate. Um. I'm going Miami gets this one. Yeah, I'll go Miami as well. All right, Charlie, moving on to Monday Night Football. Patriots at the Cardinals. Patriots are favored by only one and a half points. My love is going to be Ramondre Stevenson. He's the only Patriot player I feel like you can love at this point. My hate is going to be Kyler. I just see this game going so poorly for Kyler. Bill Belichick's going to put his brain through the blender. And I think this is the game that gets Cliff Kingsbury fired on national television. I love DeAndre Hopkins in this, and I hate Mac Jones. Hmm. I think... um, Who do you have winning? I think the Patriots are looking pretty poor right now. Poor That poor? You're going to go Cardinals? I might, because the Cardinals looked a lot better last... Because I'm going Patriots. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals in this one. 
Wow. Okay. I'm not impressed with New England. Okay. All right. Good on you. Good on you. All right, bud. That wraps up this week's games. Are you going to introduce me or do you want me to introduce myself? Uh, quick shout out to uh, Drew Revis for yeah. winning uh, the DraftKings last week. Nice job, Drew. Yeah, good job. He did. I, he, had, he, he had a really good squad, and I think he won it with uh, the Cowboys defense. Yeah, yeah. That's what I told you. Like I was, I was in a commanding lead for a very long time in ours, and then it just, it was the, it was the Sunday night football game. That's what screwed me. Yep, Sunday night football game. Um, are you ready for some smooth? Tones. And this is not as good as you. No, but, but keep I'm, going. I'm, keep okay. going. I like it. The notes that'll hit just right on your DraftKings Daily Fantasy to win you your share of the million dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, now introducing the king of DraftKings, the... Uh, debutante Ooh. of daily. That's a girl. You're like, a, yeah. that's saying, yeah. But, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bryce, take it away with our, uh, with, with our weekly daily picks. Charlie, thank you for the, I'll, I like it better s- when you do it. Smooth introduction. But you heard it here first, people. I'm blushing. This is your one, the only, the breezy, the beautiful, the Bryce Sneed. Here to give you your daily advice. Of the Cover week. girl debutante, baby. That's right, baby. Charlie, you know how we do things here. We're going to start it off with the smooth play of a franchise quarterback, Charlie. And this week, you know me, I love a great value. And I found one, and he's playing the Minnesota Vikings. Charlie, the one, the only, the traded and playing the best football of his career, Jared Goff, at a smooth $5,600. Holy smokes, that is the biggest lock of the week. Woo, woo, woo. I I wish we had, like, some sort of alarm for the biggest lock of the week. I agree, Charlie. Jared Goff, $5,600, going against the absolute suspicious... Vikings. Suspicious is all. Suspe- is all you've got. Suspicious, suspect, Viking secondary. Oh yeah. Okay. Big time. Leading it off with another running back who should have himself a good day against what is a terrible rush defense. Gonna throw it back to the one, the only, the former Niner, Jeff Wilson Jr. At a smooth fifty-five hundred dollars, Charlie. I think Mike McDaniels knows he only ran the ball eight times last game. I expect that to change and change drastically. For me, you can lock that up for Jeff Wilson Jr. Getting at least 18 carries this game. 100 yards. Guarantee a tutty as well. I love this value. Damn, dude. You've got a lot of money left. I like these (sighs) first two picks. You're fucking spitting some heat right now. That's right. That's right. All right. Spending up, but in a game that he's going to produce for, he's been Mr. Consistent, Mr. Overlooked. That is the one, the only Amon Ross St. Brown. But Charlie, he is at his most expensive for the entire year. At $7,800 for Amon Ross St. Brown, 
I think DraftKings is overcompensating for a player that's been locked into your daily lineup since week one this year. And uh, the defense is going against is more than just suspicious, more than just suspect. They're downright trash. Not to mention he already had 20 points in the first matchup playing this defense. Boom. Okay, Charlie, you know we do two wide receivers since there's three wide receiver spots. I'm going to kick it once again to Christian Kirk at only $6,600 playing against what is the worst secondary in the NFL of the Tennessee Titans. Now, be hesitant on this, and I will put an asterisk by this. I don't love this if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. There is a true Lawrence-Kirk connection here, and if Lawrence isn't playing, I'd find another avenue. But if Lawrence is in, lock Christian Kirk in at only $6,600. Charlie, I got a lot of cash left, and guess what? I'm going to give you even more value. Starting with my tight end, I have Gerald Everett, only $4,300. He is without spending up for a top dog tight end, as in Travis Kelsey, or Mark Andrews. I almost said Edwards. I almost I, I almost helped you out there by saying Edwards. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Gus Edwards? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, Jared Everett gets consistent volume. He gets consistent yardage. He's getting consistent receptions. Yep. He's a solid, cheaper tight end play if that's what you're looking for. Charlie, you know me. I love a great defense under 3K. I won't spend a single penny over 3000 more. Charlie, lock this team in to every single daily lineup that you have this week. The team that this team is playing is missing their three starting running backs. I have the Carolina Panthers locked in as my defense at only $2,200, Charlie. Dang. I like Darren Bri- Derek Brown, Brian Burns to get sacks, potentially an interception. I can't wait to see this matchup between J.C. Horn and D.K. Metcalf. If they can do what they need to do against Tyler Lockett, I really like the Panthers' defense in this spot to be productive and shut down this run defense and hopefully make your money back at the end of the day. Charlie, that is my smooth. Daily lineup. That might have been your smoothest yet. That was freaking awesome. You can spend up in a lot of really places. Like Tyreek Hill, most expensive wide receiver, still under $9,000 this week. Dang. At only $8,800, Tyreek Hill, like you could save if you bought the Panthers for only $2,200. Gerald Everett. Even there's a lot of rumors going around that a lot of people like Jameson Williams coming back. Only $4,300 this week, Charlie. So I'd take a flyer on Jameson Williams. You could take a flyer, spend up on a Tyreek Hill, spend up on a Derrick Henry at 8 k You could spend up in some places. You can find some really good value here, especially if you pay all the way down and take Jared Goff at only $5,600. Charlie, he's the lock of the week. Yep. He's the oh, lock of the week. By, by far. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. That was a, maybe our best lineup yet. Thank you for that, Bryce. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> I think that pretty much wraps it up. Are you ready to do the best seg- segment in podcasting? I am. All right, Bryce. Charlie. Bryce. What's chapping your ass? 
Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week is shit I don't want to do. Okay? Right. Shit, a lot of shit that I don't want to do has been tossed my way and thrown on my plate. And it's a lot of shit I just don't want to do. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And in previous years, Preach. I would just say yes to the shit. Right. right. All right? But I'm starting to say no to the shit. And it feels really damn good. All right? A lot of, a lot of uh, obligations to do things that I don't want to do to say yes because of that's, you know, that's expected of me. Well, you know what? I've given up a lot more of my time this week and last week than I would have liked, and I need my time back. I need my mental health back. I need to just lay on the couch and be me and just have some single mind track time and just and just do nothing. I need I need nothingness in my life, Charlie. I've been I don't even have a child, so I, I know it sounds redundant to be bitching like this. But I've been I don't have a child, Charlie, but I have been saying yes to a lot of obligations. Charlie, I had a fifteen hour work work day yesterday. I had a fifteen hour work day yesterday. Um and that that was my alarm that I'm doing too much and I gotta chill the fuck out. And so I need to start valuing my time, and by valuing my time, I'm going to start saying no to a bunch of shit that I don't want to do. Charlie, that's what shit I don't want to do? That's what's chapping my ass. That was that was good. Um, <clears throat> let me just say this. That was so vague. It was kind of like, <clears throat> look, I'm not saying it's herpes, but yes, I recognize that it is a bumpy rash. That's kind of how I took that. I don't really know what it I, is. I don't understand how you got that from what I was saying. I was purposely trying to be vague. Okay. I was okay. purposely trying to be vague. Right. Because you didn't want to let them know that you have. For employment reasons and oh, you know, right, right, other right, right, right. social. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Family reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, I know you were trying to be vague. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that was like kind of vague. I don't need you to go into it. I'm just saying. Maybe herpes wasn't, whatever. It wasn't a great, like... Yeah, I don't... Great parallel that came, there. Yeah, no. No, it wasn't. It was It was almost as bad as the Thanksgiving one-liners. Eh. That, those, those were pretty bad, though. You were way off on the Thanksgiving one-liners. Like, we no, were... No, I know that. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Had a, I had an A-track mind. You had a, a Z-track mind. Yeah, yeah. I would. I know. I would I go mean, that far. I don't know. I was about you to were, say you were closer than Z. You maybe maybe like an F. Okay, I was thinking F like, or D. Like see, you I were far enough like, away that it was like a a big miss. Like I was thinking you were like in the alphabeticals, like an A track mind, and yeah. I was like a three track mind. <laughs> well, yeah. I was like in in numbers. Like I was yeah. completely way off. Yeah, you were you were off. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to give you a little bit more credit, but yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I it was definitely that. an air ball for sure. Yeah, we yeah we uh, yeah we missed on that one. No, we did, we did um, for sure. Charlie, what's chapping your ass? <clears throat> so after the Kansas City Chiefs game that the Niners played, Brock Purdy got in that game because it became a blowout at the end, at the very end, and Brock Purdy played. Someone asked him like. You know, what What he thought of him, he's like, look, I would love the opportunity to Brock Purdy to play a full game. Like, I, I would love to see him actually play. Now, I'm a superstitious individual, Bryce, and you know this very well. 
that, in my mind, was a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I could see that. And that that bothered me when he said it. I'm like, it made me cringe. Like, yeah. that was a tight asshole moment. And here we are. Yeah. Luckily, Brock Purdy PCB. played. Yeah. Big cock Brock played big time his first game. If he wins this game against Tom Brady, you got to get a shirt that just says BCB. BCB. Yeah. It just says BCB. I'm down. Yeah, I'll gotta, get one. You got to get a t-shirt. But if he wins this game. But we have some we have a tough schedule ahead, which with Jimmy and I looked at our schedule I'm like okay, we got it. Yeah. And now we've got Brock and look, I I feel pretty good about Brock after one game. Okay. I get it. I don't feel like great, but yeah. I feel I'm like okay. I know what he is capable of. Yeah. And what we need we need him to be a point guard. We have so yeah. much talent that we just need him to be a point guard. Exactly. Yep. Dish the ball. You don't need to you do not need to put this team on your back. Just get the ball to where it needs to go. So what he said is chapping your ass? I, I guess I'm, the, I'm it, it, it it like goes every, against everything as far as my superstitions and the way I approach the 49ers, I don't text during the game. Correct. And this is the first time in a long time that you ever got a response from me on a text during this game. It did. And it wasn't a it wasn't like I didn't about go back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't about a play, but I either way I responded and I knew I shouldn't have. But I don't say things like that. And actually, frankly, I don't even talk about potential injuries for players just because I I've I've you know, I don't want to put that Last week, I didn't even want to mention Chase Young's name because I had done it so many weeks in a row and he never came back. Yeah. And you know, he didn't come back this week. Yeah. And I did all good the whole podcast until the very end. I said Chase Young. I'm like, damn it. And he didn't come back. And now he's on a bye, so I feel okay saying his name. Yeah. Um, But just like the superstitious part of me, it's like, why would you even say that out loud? It's like the you kicker jinx. See, you you want to see Brock Purdy play a whole game. We'll just wait till the preseason next year. Yeah. Having said that, now look, I'm rolling with our guy. And here's the thing. He's practiced against the best defense in the league all year. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's chapping my ass. That's all I've got. But the, okay. but the superstitious part of me yeah. clinched butthole when he said that. I get it. I get it. All right. Bryce. Charlie. That wraps it up for us. Yep. Uh, Thanks for listening, y'all. Week 14, guys. Seriously, enjoy football while it lasts because, once again, it's an unfortunate reminder. Football is not here year-round. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Take a time to just remember something memorable from this week's games. And don't forget to gamble because that's that's the good fun in football. Uh, Join our DraftKings. Um, everyone, good luck as we get into the crunch time of playoffs. I know everyone's probably got real important games coming up. Good luck. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe, listen to the voice at the end, and he'll tell you how to do it. Thanks, y'all. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice_podcast. underscore. 
Until next time, bet the over.